Hello people, you're listening to Stories by Sneha. I am Sneha Atsrekar, your host and the writer of this series. Our story today is Amandise. They call it Chaitanya. The tree has these big green leaves in the shape of almonds which become the eyes of the tree at night. Its branches are the many heads it has. After the sun sets, if the tree finds you anywhere nearby, the strong branches sway like monsters in the cold night breeze, catch hold of you and in a span of few seconds, the tree gobbles you down. The old lady began to move her mouth animatedly to describe how the tree would chew its prey. Dheeren and Nisha listened to their grandmother's story with awe. They had heard so many stories about the massive Chaitanya, the people tree, that stood in the middle of the forest behind the well. The tree that the villagers worshipped at times and at some other times would not even look at it. Like every year, Dhiren had been back to his mother's native place to visit his grandmother during his summer vacations. Dhiren was always a curious child. His eight-year-old brain would create vivid imaginations about the tree that his grandmother would tell him so many scary stories about. He would always ask for his grandmother to narrate stories about the tree even after he had heard them multiple times. If the old lady tried to bring in a newer version of the story, he would remind her of what she had told them in an earlier version. His grandmother would smartly twist the story then. Of course, you're right. That's what happened first. And then the tree growled and roared and grumbled. Kasari is a small village located in Rudauli Tehsil, a Faizabad district in Uttar Pradesh, India. In the 90s, the village was barely populated with some 200 households. Most of the area of the place was under a dense forest and the rest of it was where civilization had flourished. It was a typical Indian village, sunny by day, pitch dark by night. You want to go see Chaitanya tonight? Dheeren whispered to Nisha when they sat down for dinner that night. Are you mad? Nisha squeaked. I don't want to be eaten up by the tree. You also don't go anywhere near it, huh? I'll tell Masi. Dhiren did not ask Nisha again about accompanying him. But he had already made up his mind. Tonight when everyone sleeps, he'll go and check what the mighty Chaitanya could do. It would be fun to see Nisha's amazed expressions the next morning when he tells her about his adventure in the night, he thought. Towards the end of his grandmother's and they lived happily ever after. That night, Dhiren pretended he was fast asleep. He did not move until he began to hear soft snores of Nanima. The elders in the house were still awake and sitting out in the veranda. Dhiren thought hard for a while and made up his mind to escape from the house using the door that opened from the kitchen into an open balcony which was filled with Nanima's curry leaves plants. Dhiren lifted Nanima's skinny hand that held him close in a cuddle and placed it gently on her own sari-clad body, sleeping on her sides, 
For a moment, he stared at the veins that appeared to be popping out of her hand that he had just moved. He almost lost track of a few minutes observing the length and the breadth of the veins. When his eyes traced one of the longer veins up to a network of several others, he suddenly visualized the network of Chaitanya's branches. The thought brought him back to his plan, and he almost jumped up on his bed and took stealthy steps towards the kitchen. He pushed open the door of the window slowly, lest it should creak and alert the elders. Carefully, without stepping on any of the plants in the balcony, he jumped over the fence and was out of the house in a minute. He ran towards the forest, lest someone in the vicinity should see him and spoil his plan. A pitch black night surrounded Dhiren. The only light that barely lit the path were the stars shining in the sky. His little feet kept walking on the twigs that snapped with every step he took. In the dense silence of the night, Dhiren found this sound soothing to his ears. He soon reached near the well, behind which stood the mighty Chaitanya. He could now hear a few sounds of the forest in the distance, of crickets, a few owls, and some more insects or birds that he did not recognize. He could also hear his own heartbeats now. The tree was a massive structure of wood and leaves. To an eight-year-old Dhiren, the tree appeared like a woodlot of perhaps ten trees together. He hesitated to take any further steps towards the tree. The aeolian sounds of the night breezes against the trees began to send down shivers down his small back. As he stared at the gigantic tree in front of him, he remembered his grandma's words about Chaitanya. They call it Chaitanya. The tree has these big green leaves in the shape of almonds, which become the eyes of the tree at night. Dhiren looked up at the many leaves and quivered. As he continued to stare at them, without blinking his eyes, he felt like right in the middle of the tree's topmost branch, two small lights lit up. Dhiren continued to stare at them curiously. In a few seconds, they appeared like two set of lit-up eyes staring back at him. He shuddered. Its branches are the many hands it has. After the sun sets, if the tree finds you anywhere nearby, the strong branches sway like monsters in the cold night breeze. Catch hold of you. And in a span of a few seconds, the tree gobbles you down. Just then, Dhiren felt a hand on his shoulder from behind him. He stood still. He wanted to scream, but he lost his voice as he began to tremble with fear. He shut his eyes tight and wished for this to be a dream now. He wished he hadn't left from home to come watch Chaitanya. What are you doing here, Beta? In the middle of the night? Spoke a man's voice behind him. Dhiren felt relieved after he heard the words. He opened his eyes and turned around to face the man. A white dhoti and kurta hung loosely on his skinny frame. A few locks of grey hair struggled to breathe under the man's beach turban. Most part of his face was covered by a grey moustache and beard. And yet one could not miss noticing a rather large set of eyes embedded on both sides of his fat, freckled nose. They were shaped like almonds just like Chaitanya's leaves. 
I saw there something shining there, like the tree had these yellow eyes, like a black cat. What what is that? Dhiren could barely frame his sentences. Those may be the fireflies. Let's take you back home. The old man placed his hand on Dhiren's shoulder and began to shepherd him homeward. Dhiren did not argue. He began to walk alongside the old man. His thoughts still entangled in the branches of Chaitanya. Walking back home felt like a longer walk. Dhiren had not realized earlier that he had walked this far from home to quench his curiosity. When they finally reached near Dhiren's grandmother's house, he began to walk faster towards it. He heard the old man behind him grunt a laughter. <laughs> Slow. Don't get out of the house again like that. Just as Dhiren reached the balcony from where he had escaped earlier, he turned around to thank the old man to have helped him get back home safely. Thank you. But the old man had left already. Dhiren looked around, but the night was too dark for his eyes to locate the man again. Dhiren tiptoed back into the house. He slid under his grandmother's quilt as quietly as he could. The next morning, Nisha almost let out a squeak when Dhiren chronicled about his escapade from the previous night. She spent the rest of the morning asking him repeatedly about everything he had experienced, and she listened with awe each time he narrated the same story. Just after lunchtime, when Dhiren and Nisha were playing and running about from one room to the other in the house, Nisha stopped in the room where Nanima and Dhiren's mother were sitting and having their chat before their afternoon siesta. Dhiren followed Nisha, and the children sat down near Nanima and began pleading for a new story to her. Okay, okay, Dhiren, you see that album there on the shelf, that fat book. Ah, get that here, Nanima said, and Dhiren obliged immediately. Grandmothers can cook stories out of anything. The album soon became her storybook, from which Nanima began reciting a lot of stories. The black and white photos painted a very colorful picture of their ancestors in the mind of the children, as Nanima described every person and their adventures animatedly to them. And then. Viruji and your grandfather drove the wolf away from our farms. They were both very brave men. Dhiren recognized the photo of Viruji instantly and exclaimed excitedly, "Oh yes, Nanima, Viruji is indeed very brave. Yesterday, when he was here, I felt so safe. Had he not dropped me home?" Dhiren bit his lip as Nisha nudged him to remind him that this was supposed to be a secret. Nanima laughed. <laughs> Where did you meet Viruji Dhiren? In your dreams, I suppose. Had I already told you this story before? Poor man, lost his life in that cursed well near Chaitanya. Don't ever go near it. It eats up people. Dhiren and Nisha stared at each other with widened eyes. Before Dhiren asked, Viruji lost his life. Nani ma, you mean he's dead? But he was there yesterday. He stopped talking, baffled. What are you talking about? Viruji died twelve years ago by drowning himself in that cursed well. You were not even born then. 
strange stories people say about his death anyway now get off my bed you two and let me sleep nanima declared the children ran out of the room at once it may have been someone else nisha spoke timidly no it was viruji same eyes almond shaped exactly like chaitanya's leaves dhirian whispered confidently Saw ghost yesterday? Nisha asked, nearing tears. Thirin stared at Nisha and thought hard. Perhaps that's how he had disappeared when I turned around to thank him yesterday. Hey, I hope you like the story. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to Stories by Sneha on Anchor, Spotify, Hub Hopper, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have a story to tell, drop me an email on storiesbysneha at gmail dot com. You can follow me on my Instagram handle at t h e dot a g a t h i s t. I'll see you next week with a fresh episode. Thank you for listening.